0: Honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, PodMN, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You could just go on and on and on. Stitcher, Double DoubleTwist, TuneIn Radio. Can't thank you guys enough for joining the show. And if you're going to listen, please uh, download, don't stream it if you could. If you stream it, I guess it is what it is, but I prefer you download. It just looks better and could help potential... Business in the future, that type of thing. Pod, I man, of course, highly recommended for local listeners or really anybody. It's just, you know, it's just one of those things where you get rewarded for listening. It's uh, basically a uh, Minnesota-exclusive podcast application for Minnesota-based podcasts. You could listen to it in Australia, yes. Just saying that uh, it's all podcast-based in Minnesota. So, nice to be a part of that. Great to be back on board. I wasn't anticipating doing a show super soon. Uh, State of the Timberwolves already released on, was it June 19th? That was already over a month ago. I can't believe it. Uh, of course, ratings not exploding, like a, not exploding like they normally do in the past because you know, like an actual season just happened, NBA Finals, and we're looking towards the draft, this and that. And, well, we're still waiting for August the 20th. I figured I'd do a show sometime around then because then we'd have an idea when the draft is. We could talk about the NBA playoffs if they exist, which they probably will, that type of thing. But instead, I'm recording around birthday week because, well, I figured... I would only do a show if some kind of crazy news came out and I figured the only thing good or the only thing that might come out might be something bad, like something terrible happened to somebody and you pray to God that's not going to happen again. We don't want any more bad news around here. Like, what else could it be? You can't make a trade because, well, I mean, it's technically the season still and it would be during the, you know, past the trade deadline. It's, It's shut down. It's locked down. You can't make any trades right now until, like, say, the NBA Finals or something like that. Uh, Good luck to the Los Angeles Lakers. Lots of my basketball-loving friends in Australia are Lakers fans. Not all of them, that's for sure, but uh, a chunk of them, especially Vinrock, Vince Germano, Stu Benson, Kaelin Woods, guys like that. Just awesome people in Australia. But uh, what else could there be? What other news could there be? There's not going to be a trade. There's not going to be a free agent signing. Stay away from any type of horrible, scary stuff, like what happened to Flip Saunders or, God knows, you know, Carl Anthony Towns' mom, anything awful like that. What else could there be? Oh, that's right. Well, Glenn Taylor owns the Timberwolves. And this time he means it, I guess. The Timberwolves are for sale. Well, it's about tricking time. I guess he listened to me this time. Um, not many people listen to me, but I guess Glenn Taylor did. I don't know. Sometimes I have that magic ability where I just ask for something like, say, Flip Sounders, please draft Carl Anthony Towns. I know you like him. I I, I know you like Jaleel Okafor. And all that. I just know you love Jalil Okafor, but please, please, Flip, take Carl Anthony Towns. You can tell he's got uh, a a better future in the league as a defensive player plugging the middle. Well, he became a better offensive player than we ever imagined, but the defense didn't happen. But uh, Carl Anthony Towns and Jalil Okafor is not even a conversation anymore. It's not even close. So, yep, so Flip listened, and I was finally right about something. And now, I guess, Glenn Taylor listened, or he listened to everybody else, because everybody else might have been saying the same thing, and I don't know, he was talking about selling the team for a while, and then Flip Saunders talked him into staying in, which was a wise decision because the value of the team has gone way up since the TV contract. I'm sure Flip had a pretty good idea that was happening, working for ESPN at the time. Convenient there. <laughs> so the Minnesota Timberwolves are for sale, and one of, the, uh, one of the possible suitors is the same guy that wanted to be a part owner years ago and has been very upset with Glenn Taylor and all that for quite a while, and he doesn't want to work with Snakes and snake-like people, snake-like MFers, stuff like that. Well, now he loves the snake-like MFer because he wants the guy to sell uh, the team to Kevin Garnett. <laughs> yes, Kevin Garnett is interested in buying the Timberwolves, a big shocker, right? Is the uh, ownership material, in terms of fan excitement, putting fans in the seats and all that, with the excitement of, well, Kevin Garnett owns the team, of course you're going to watch. Of course you're going to come in and sit down and you know, plunk some money down if they allow us in the building any time soon. Maybe we'll all choke to death on our masks while we're at it, because that's just, it's never going to change, is it? Uh, rant over there, haha, I'll keep that rant where it is. But, um, well, if we ever get to go in again, yeah, I mean, people would probably show up, the attendance would be high for a little while, there's always a honeymoon period. <laughs> but, well, there's two sides to every story, there's two sides to everything. I mean, many people would tell you that, uh, Kevin Garnett wasn't the easiest guy to deal with behind the scenes, necessarily. Uh, Michael Jordan, as the owner of the Charlotte Hornets, is the only like full-on NBA player to own a team. Former NBA player to own a team. But Michael Jordan always wore suits. I mean, look at Michael Jordan as a rookie. He was constantly wearing like a, a tie and all that. He was always kind of business-oriented. Kevin Garnett might have a business sense to him, because God knows his his contract conversations got pretty interesting, and he always came out ahead in those, so he's good in business on that side of things, but the other side of business is, well, he might have to be a little bit more interested in compromising a little bit, rather than cursing people out, like the uh, NBA lockout situation when everything was getting better. And it was almost done, and Kevin Garnett came in and started hurling his usual F-bombs and MF-bombs to people. And the two sides parted like the Red Sea for a while. That was fun. Uh, People were not real happy about that. (sighs) Just imagine Kevin Garnett in some kind of a Board of Governors meeting. And uh, yeah, Steve Ashburner talked about that on uh, the Dan Barrero show. So, of course, yes, I'm (laughs) I'm getting some of that thought from Steve Ashburner, of course. What an awesome... uh, columnist through the uh, Star Tribune years ago covering the Timberwolves and eventually has worked for NBA.com ever since. I love Steve Ashburner. Probably my favorite NBA writer. Probably. Um, I think he is, uh, honestly. Um, But, hey, you know, there will be a dose of energy if Kevin Garnett does end up being the new owner. Uh, This time, Glenn Taylor is absolutely serious. There was no denial. There was no Walking around it. Uh, He went on the Darren Doogie Wolfson Scoop podcast and all that to Glenn Taylor and was like, yes, uh, I've talked to uh, four students, actually seven possible students. And the whole plan is obviously to uh, to sell it to a group that would that is basically like they're going to keep the team in Minnesota. They're not interested in moving the team to Seattle, to St. Louis. Those are two possibilities out there that are very much in play, I gotta think. I can't imagine like a Montreal are stepping, even though that'd be kind of cool. Uh, St. Louis has been wanting a team back forever. Seattle, obviously, we'd love to see the Seattle Superstonics, and welcome to the National Hockey League. Too bad I didn't do Brave the Wild a teeny bit later, or too bad they didn't announce it a little bit earlier. The Seattle Kraken! Welcome aboard. The Kraken, release the Kraken. We get a gigantic sea monster joining the National Hockey League in the next year. Kind of cool. So, uh, Next fall, the uh, <laughs> the Kraken's going to come out of the sea and take his talents to Seattle. So, kind of cool. They have, uh, they have released the Kraken in Seattle. So, uh, we'd like to see the Seattle Supersonics then. That'd be kind of cool, but I don't want the Timberwolves to become the Seattle Supersonics. Uh, I would not like to see that. I'm sure the Sonics would have loved to have Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant, Seattle Supersonics fans and all that, would have loved that, but unfortunately that just didn't happen, and it would suck to see D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns play in Seattle. Versus here. Uh, Hopefully they play as visitors in Seattle someday. Uh, Not sure if the NBA is in any rush to do any expansion at this second. But, um, well, I'm sure they could afford it at this point. TV contracts wouldn't hurt them at all. Um, I'm kind of actually, I don't know, I wouldn't mind if they did that. Um, Shove the Wolves into the Eastern Conference. There you go, huh? There you go, right? Does, Does that sound like a plan? Move the Wolves into the Eastern Conference, which is what we've always hoped for. (laughs) <laughs> but let's talk about Kevin Garnett again. His tweet, of course, at Kevin Garnett five kg. Well, where's the twenty one? I thought you were area twenty one. You're just five, really, really, Kevin. The fifth pick in the draft. The Boston Celtics select Kevin Garnett. Really, Kevin? You want to be the owner of the Wolves? You got to switch that sucker to twenty one, man. Okay, okay, Kevin. Okay. He says, "My passion for the Minnesota Timberwolves to be a championship team is well known." But I have a deeper affection for the city of Minneapolis. I, once again, want to see Minneapolis, Minneapolis. I'm just kidding. As the diverse and loving community that I know it is. I wish it was loving. It might be diverse. I don't know how loving it is. Uh, no two people love the city more than myself and Glenn Taylor. The, the snake-like uh, people But so you love, yeah. Okay. And I look forward to trying to work with them to achieve my dream. So you don't want to work with snake like people, but you look forward to working with him now because he might be willing to do business with you. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, but hey, you know, the, the irony of it all, isn't it? Isn't that something? Come on, Alexa. You keep talking to me. Uh oh. No, I just woke her up. She was, uh, I don't know what just happened, but she did a little boom-boom. I actually like that sound. Oh, Kevin. Kevin, you're funny. You're funny. You're wearing number five still as your uh, Twitter account. Now, of course, yes, the the Staldics are retiring number five, so I get it, but, uh, well, you're going to have to change it to 21 once you become the owner, right? Right? If you become the owner, because obviously when we're talking about seven possible groups here, you know, it's not going to be that easy. I think it'd be a lot of fun I think it would be a lot of fun but again I mean can we go down the can we go down the path again can we go down that road again Trenton hassel Troy Hudson Joe Smith you know and I liked Joe Smith a lot but a real true basketball evaluator that wasn't wearing lime and blueberry uh, shades like I was back then yeah I was wearing those shades back then I'm not wearing them anymore I'm not wearing those shades any longer um, would tell you Joe Smith wasn't that good he, he just wasn't. You know what the problem was? Joe Smith had skill and all that, but he was too gosh darn slow. That is the problem. He just didn't move fast enough. And that's why, see, people saw him as a number one pick because of the skill. But then the slow, the, the fact he was just slow in his movements, It it's like a hockey player with the hands of, like, the stick handling and all that to to die for. But he can't skate, really. And then you take him in the top four of the draft, and he winds up being on the third or fourth line. He Sure, he makes it and all that, but he's just an average Joe. Pun intended. Pun intended. It's the same thing. It's like a hockey player that can't skate. The guy was slow, and if you're slow, you don't have quick movement, you're, you're not going to be that great. You, you know, his skill was good enough to keep him in the league for a long time, but he was, he was more of a kind of a glue guy versus being a franchise-changing player, which the Golden State Warriors hoped for back in 90... 90- that was the Garnett draft, wasn't it? <laughs> Back in 95, the Garnett draft. Uh, it's funny how guys connect. It's happened multiple times now with the Wolves. So, top picks connected. Um, <clears throat> top picks that were friends connected and on the same team, Garnett and Joe Smith. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, this and that. Uh, it's just kind of funny, and I know how, Like, was it Alonzo Morning, Christian Laettner, all connected and Shaquille O'Neal, all in the Miami Heat, the top three picks in the 92 draft were on the Miami Heat back in 05 and they got beat by Detroit by this much oh, I actually really cheered for that team, I like that Heat team a lot but they just couldn't get past the Detroit Pistons, and then the next year they did, but poor Christian Laettner no ring, oh man Alonzo got it though, oh Christian, mm, I feel bad for that guy Uh, I'm bouncing all over the place because when I start reminiscing, I just can't stop. I can't stop. I can't. Um, Dunking with Wolves, of course, posted all these uh, Twitter uh, tweets from Kevin Garnett, so we appreciate all of that, always. Uh, Kevin Garnett's obviously in the Hall of Fame class. It's unofficial at this second because it hasn't happened yet. We all know that's going to happen at some point. Pros uh, Pros of him being an owner, the cons of him being an owner. See, the pros, obviously, you know, you think about it, you know, obviously, yeah, he would work well with Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, he'd be fun there. I, I think he would work with a lot of players. There'd be a little bit of a Kevin McHale, I think, in Kevin Garnett, where McHale used to work with players and help players out with some of those moves. Though it seemed like the guys always tend to go their own direction anyway. That's the annoying part. You could work with them until you're blue in the face, but then next thing you know, Carl Anthony Towns is out there like, you know, Anthony Peeler standing at the three-point line. Yay, hey, yay, hey, I'm open, you know. So... There's always that, and Garnett always had his own way. When he had some of those up-and-under moves that McHale did, he was freaking awesome. And then all of a sudden, he stopped using them. Damn, you know, they were some good-ass moves when, Mc- when Garnett used some of those McHale moves. Sometimes old school is not a bad thing. Um, obviously, the cons of Garnett as an owner, uh, the personnel decisions, man. I mean, the personnel decisions, the bad attitude, you know, cursing people out. I don't think he'd curse the players out, but he might curse out another owner. He might curse out... Who knows? He might make. He might get in a fight with a referee in the middle of a game. <laughs> Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban's a clown too. But, uh, I don't know. <sighs> okay, I didn't just call Kevin Garnett a clown, but he might act like one sometimes in certain situations. He might. I'm just saying he might. <laughs> it's possible. Um, it'd be fun. It'd be fun, but then there's that other side. I mean, again, luckily... He's not playing anymore, so he doesn't have to have the dogs on his team, his dogs, so to speak, like Trenton Hassel, Joe Smith, Troy Hudson, guys like that, signed for, you know, five-year contracts when they're, you know, amounts that pretty much strapped the cap. It strapped the cap. Obviously, Garnett's contract was what it was, but you're a franchise player. It is what it is. You're going to get the big bucks. But again, he strapped the cap with some of these other guys, and of course, Garnett always had to get every single penny possible. He never would, you know, he would never lower his demands at the time of negotiating a new contract to give the team an opportunity to acquire other players and, and all that. Uh, acquire like a legitimate third or second wheel. Because I think most of the time he needed a legitimate second wheel. You had a third wheel with either Terrell or Wally most of the time. One of those guys could be a third wheel. The other guy could be like a really good fourth guy. And then you bring in a legitimate number two somehow, some way, via free agency trade and all that. Uh, McHale's lack of creativity didn't help either. But at the same time, when you're strapped with a cap, pardon the tongue twister there, it's hard to make trades. It's really tough because maybe you have players other teams don't want. You know, it's tough to match the money because other players don't want them, this and that. I don't know. Uh, that was kind of some of the frustrations during Garnett's career with the salary cap situation, some of the guys on the roster that did not help. And, I don't know, Michael Jordan always would, would always go after North Carolina guys. And, I mean, some of those guys are just flat-out garbage, they were just busts. Like, you know, Cody Zeller is mediocre at best. Um, what's the other guy's name years ago? I mean, it's just a joke. one up with the Lakers for like a cup of coffee when he was the number three pick in the draft. I mean, are you kidding me? It's just, you know, that's the problem sometimes. You, you just like, too much tunnel vision. North Carolina, North Carolina, North Carolina, North Carolina. And then Kevin Garnett might have his own views of, uh, about certain guys as well. Maybe he just kind of meddle a little too much. That would be the fear of course, he would bring an insane amount of energy to the organization, and I know the fan base would be just, to coin a phrase from, like, a, a great-grandparent or something, they'd be tickled pink to have him on board, I'm sure. Okay, maybe not a great-grandparent, but like a grandparent or parent. They'd be tickled pink to have Kevin Garnett on board, but at the same time, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you got to weigh the pros and the cons. The other groups possible out there could be the the Wilfs, the Wilf family, and they've done a pretty good job with the Vikings. Sometimes their presence behind a microphone isn't so great, but they did a pretty good job. Uh, and of course, the whole situation with the stadium, I know all of you might think they were very corrupt. Name one sports franchise that hasn't been corrupt about stadiums and this and that. Just just name one. You know what I mean? And of course cities like New York, they're gonna give it to the Yankees in a heartbeat, or at least the, or maybe the owners are so rich it doesn't matter, they just buy it themselves because it's the Yankees. Teams like that. You know, there's just so much money in New York City. It doesn't even matter. Where here, it's a little tougher. There's always going to be some corruption in any type of big, 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 huge, big city, big bucks deal involving a stadium or something like that, or a mall, or a combination of the two. Which, which which is what Norm Green wanted to do years ago with the North Stars. There's always going to be corruption somehow, some way. Uh, You know, you're in certain politicians' pockets. This and that. Nudge, nudge. Wink, wink you know, close this store down, wink, wink, ink, ink, you know, that type of stuff, close the store down, so this is where the new Metrodome is going to go, this is where the U.S. Bank is going to go, this is where, you know, the next, you know, the new Target Center is going to go, blah, blah, blah. There's always going to be something like that, there always is, that's just how it is, I mean, that's why when you saw Skyway to Nowhere years ago, you could just sense that's where the new Twin Stadium was going to go, like some, there was a voice in my head, this is like two thousand three, way, way, way before you ever thought of a stadium going anywhere near target center. There was a skyway leading to nowhere. And where does that skyway lead now? You know exactly where it leads. It leads to the to the new ramps or the or the the target field. It's right in that exact area. Uh the ramps and the target field combination there. That type of situation. So I mean there was always a plan in place. It's just not completed yet. Uh that type of situation. So that's the one thing with the Wolves. Go ahead and say what you want. I think they'd be damn good owners of the Minnesota Timberwolves. It might get tiring, though, if you have the same owner of, the t- of, of multiple teams. I mean, you have Jerry Reinsdorf with the White Sox and the Bulls. But, hey, I mean, it's not that bad, I suppose. I mean, even the White Sox won a World Series. <laughs> even a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while. The White Sox won the World Series in, in 2005. The Chicago White Sox won a World Series. Think about that. So Reinsdorf has done well in that sense. He's at least brought championships to the city of Chicago, Uh, this and that, uh, with both clubs, Uh, so I mean, I I think the Wolves could do the same someday, obviously they're very generous with their money, this and that, I think Taylor's been generous with his money, but of course loyal to a fault to certain people, the Wolves maybe not be, maybe might not be as loyal, they're more willing to make a move on someone, this and that, Uh, they, they made a move on their guy Childress, they sure did, they were like, nope, time for him to go. So that was their first uh, coach, this and that. So they're they're willing to make moves on people where uh, Taylor might be a little bit little bit uh, slower on the trigger for the guy like uh, Kevin McHale and such. Luckily, he learned his lesson and got rid of David Kahn very quickly after that. <clears throat> I think the Wills could be good. Uh, the new one that's popping around right now, Aaron Aflalo. And you think, Aaron Aflalo? He didn't make anything near Kevin Garnett money. Because obviously you have to have billions of dollars to buy an NBA franchise nowadays. Billions. Uh, Kevin McHale. McHale, Glenn Taylor bought the Timberwolves in 94 for 88 million bucks. He's going to wind up with 1.2 or 1.3 billion when all this is done. It's a pretty good investment. (laughs) Pretty damn good investment. And that's that's why these guys are billionaires, because they know what they're doing. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's just 100% the way it is. Uh, Kevin Garnett's worth about three or four hundred, I believe. So uh, approximately three or four hundred million with the M, of course. Nobody's worth hundreds of billions, I hope. Um, so he'd have to have a group together with him. He he ain't poor, but he's not a billionaire. Uh, Aaron Aflalo's maybe around a hundred or so, something like that. I mean, he was more of like a good player, really. He was never an All Star or anything crazy like that. Um, but he has a group of guys that add up to ten billion dollars in value. So I guess he would be ahead of a group where they have the money, he has the the face and the voice. Interesting. Uh, I'm not sure how excited the Timberwolves fan base would be, but maybe in time they'd get very excited. Maybe they, they'd they see that Aaron O'Falo is a uh, legitimate owner of the franchise. Uh, that could be very cool. So we'll see what happens at that. Maybe one of his guys emerges as the real owner at the end of the day. And that's what it is. But uh, a, a group of guys worth a combination of $10 billion, so that group who is legitimate when it comes to, uh, you know, the, the amount of money needed to buy the Wolves. Kevin Garnett, I'm sure he's got enough people in high places, so to speak, to get to that $1.2, $1.3 billion range to buy the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's funny how we're one of the bottom teams in the league and we're still over a billion. Because teams like the Knicks and stuff, they're worth like 4 or $5 billion. The Lakers, it's insane. Absolutely not how valuable. NBA franchises have become Uh Donald Sterling years ago. I know the much-debated Donald Sterling bought the San Diego Clippers in the uh, early 80s for like $24 million and then sold them for $2 billion to Steve Ballmer. So, I mean, it's, again, say what you want about these guys, that they're snakes, they're mean, they're evil, they're corrupt, they're powerful, but they know what they're doing. (laughs) They know what they're doing. So, anybody buying an NBA franchise, more power to you if you can afford it. Go for it, baby. (laughs) Go for it. I wish I could have bought a team. <laughs> I wish I could buy the Wolves. I wish I could buy the Seattle Supersonics, whatever the heck it would be. I wish I could, but unfortunately, that just uh, doesn't seem realistic at this stage. Winning the lottery wouldn't get it done. It wouldn't. I mean, winning the lottery, you'd, you'd be maybe in Garnett range, maybe. Like a really insane payout on the lottery, you'd be maybe in Garnett range. You'd still have to get the right group of people, and they'd have to be folks that uh, are already known in NBA circles. So it just is what it is. Uh, interesting thoughts, the other four or so groups have been unknown at this stage there was a Steve Kaplan, he was part of the team I mean, there was talks about Glenn Taylor eventually selling it to Steve Kaplan, who was part of the Memphis Grizzlies, there was always a fear that maybe he might move the team, but probably not that type of thing, Uh, part owner of the Memphis Grizzlies, he was going to buy into the Wolves about 30% and then work his way up to becoming the majority owner but he was unable to sell his portion of the Memphis Grizzlies for whatever reason I'm not sure why but that's why that deal never really came, uh, came came to pass at the end of the day. So that was just the way it is now. Who knows if that's picking up again. But uh, that was about five years ago before Flip Saunders kind of rolled in and became a part of the franchise and then very quickly got sick and passed away. Unbelievable situation there. It's going to be fascinating, though. I mean, it's going to be fascinating to see. I always like the, the thought of getting a new owner in place, especially Glenn Taylor at this point, you know, 79 years of age, He's made his money, you know, I mean, he's made his money. He probably doesn't want to be as much in the public eye anymore. Uh, One major thing of note, though, is every group, every single group that has been conversating with Glenn Taylor about buying the team do want to keep him on as owning a significant stake in the team, like 20 to 30% of the club. So that way they don't have to pay as much, I'm sure. So he would keep, you know, about a a fourth or fifth of the team value to himself. So again, that would probably cut the price down. A bit, I would. I would think at the end of the day, it, it would have to. See, they'd pay it, and then he'd kind of buy in. This type of thing. It'd be a combination of things um, that would definitely cut the price down to maybe seven, eight hundred million versus oh, only right <laughs> versus the one point two billion dollar price tag that Glenn Taylor is seeking. So, <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny, but hey, why not? Why not? Then you don't have to go crazy. Garnet wouldn't have to have you know multi billionaires necessarily to help him, even though you know wouldn't. Wouldn't uh, hurt if he did. That type of thing. Um, just like the guy who almost bought the Vikings in 05 ended up having uh, one of the guys was Ziggy Wolf. That was one of his minority owners. And, like, okay, okay, Ziggy, you'll take over and I'll be the minority owner. That type of thing. They just kind of flip flopped. So, kind of funny how that worked out. They all ended up being happy in the end of the day and they all ended up uh, owning the team and making a lot of money. Believe me, the Vikings are worth more than the $600 million price tag that uh, the Wilfs paid, the Wilfs and the group paid back in 05, late 05 early 06 uh, it's going to be fun, going to be fun you know, we can hopefully get a, uh, a better head of this franchise uh, somebody that uh, fans will appreciate, and maybe somebody that'll just do a better overall job uh, Taylor was a, was a good guy Very, he seems like a good guy obviously a ruthless businessman and you have to be ruthless to really be successful in business was I a nice person when I was talking to my my supervisor slash manager, so to speak, about my my review and my raise? Was, was was I nice or was I tough? And I mean, damn tough. I think I was damn tough. At the end of the day, otherwise, because when you're nice and you just sit there and just take it, you're not going to get anywhere. That's just a fact. And I mean, how do you think I got promoted twice, and you know, in a short amount of time? That's the only way to do it. You can't just sit there and say, "Oh, okay." Oh, yay, I made 30 cents. Uh, I'm making 30 cents more every year. Yay! You know, <laughs> you can't do that and then complain about it later. Fight, baby. Fight. Fight, fight, fight. Fight. <laughs> Don't be a jackass and burn bridges, but fight. Be tough. That's how it is. So, let's get to the Facebook page and the Twitter account. Of course, this will be a one segment shot. At Wolves Explosion. At Wolves Explosion is the Twitter account. 10A Brown, legendary Hall of Fame member of Timberwolves Explosion from New Zealand says, finally, some good news to come out of 2020. And that was, again, John Krasinski, John Craw, Johnny Athletic, says Glenn Taylor to The Athletic, Minnesota. Everybody's been t- everybody's been told it has to stay in Minnesota. And, again, that was the conversation about uh, Glenn Taylor putting the team up for sale. And, uh, yes, thank you. Uh, that is good news. It is. And remember the post up there where we were talking about, I posted an article I forget who wrote the article, and I apologize. It's on the Facebook page for Timberwolves Explosion about sell the team, Glenn. It, it's time, and he's selling the team. So he listened to all of us, I guess. And thank you, thank you, Glenn, for listening. <laughs> no offense. Obviously, he's going to still be a part of the organization. He'll still be, but he, you know, he'll still be at the games. A lot of people believe he just won't be. You know, he just won't have final say on anything anymore. He's just going to be maybe a voting member on this and that. Because if, you know, if, if you have hundreds of millions of dollars in the team, you're still going to have some say. i got to think you'll have uh, two, three mil, two or three hundred million still in the club But when, when all is said and done. It's my guess. At Wolves Explosion, thank you so much, Tanae Brown and uh, Vinrock, Vince Germano, Tanae Brown, and Levi Brown all retweeted the most recent show, State of the Timberwolves. Can't thank you guys enough. You guys are just the best ever. I, I love you guys so much. Uh, Vinrock, Vince Germano, out of Australia. Just, uh, you know, God, I love you guys. Antone and Levi, out of New Zealand. Great guys. Great guys. Thank you all so much. At Wolves Explosion. Let's get to the Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash Terrell's Explosion. Glenn Taylor putting the Wolves up for sale. At least there was one comment. This is from WCCO Radio. And I would say miracles do happen sometimes. At least one comment. And Vince Romano says I like it. Yep, I'm glad you like it. <laughs> uh, I wish you could call in somebody. Somebody out there, Vin, uh, Vince Romano, Tene Brown, any of you, Wayne Hunt, call in, call in. Oh, okay. I'm glad I said the name Wayne Hunt. I am so glad I said the name Wayne Hunt. And I also shared an article from theSportsDaily.com, and of course the. uh the article in general is called Crease and Assist, written by Derek Felska. He's my buddy when it comes to Brave the Wild. That's my other podcast. I cover the Minnesota Wild on there, Brave the Wild. He wrote an article. Uh, it's like a Q&A with me, basically, like a written-down Q&A that I answered and sent back to him, and it's just so much fun. Uh, he lives in western Wisconsin. He is he is a Minnesotan all the way, so don't worry. He's not a Packer fan. He's from Minnesota. He just works in western Wisconsin because, uh, you know, that's where he got his job to be a teacher. And uh, he does a great job there. He's even the leader of a union there, teacher's union there, too. Good, good, uh, good guy over there. Um, lots of fun. Lots of fun there. Am I staring at you with my North Star's hat and green shirt on, talking brave the wild. Do read that article if you're curious to hear more about me. And I mentioned this show in there, of course, and how the, the shows got started. This and that. Jake Lehman, article about him. Article about Jake Lehman on June 25th. I don't believe, oh, bummer. I think Wayne Hunt just said something. I don't think he actually listed his stuff. I wish he did. Shoot. Oh, he said, "Ah, crap. I forgot to put my picks in. So, Wayne? Yeah. You still have to... I mean, you can still put it in, Wayne, if you're listening. Wayne Hunt, I, I hope he listens at some point. Even if it's a month from now. You can still put them there. I'll still read it because the season isn't over. Go ahead and put it there. Uh, it's still. It'll be like a restate of the Timberwolves later on anyway when I start talking about the draft and such. It's not really a restate of the Timberwolves, but kind of like a part two. Uh, a, a part deux as Anthony Tolliver would say in French there. Um, yeah, go ahead and put your, uh, you know, MVP and all that in there. MVP, biggest disappointment, biggest surprise. Go ahead and please, please put it in there. That would be great to be added to the show. And I love when you ask questions, Wayne Hunt. Courtside Podcast, Wayne Hunt. Vince Germano, Stu Benson. Wayne Hunt is a Memphis Grizzlies fan. Uh, Steve Kaplan there. And, uh, and, uh,. <laughs> Vince Germano and Stu Bedson are Los Angeles Lakers fans. (laughs) 16-time champions, right? Can you believe that? Mm -hmm. Uh, There it is. Shams Sharnia says NBA and Timberwolves legend Kevin Garnett and a group of investors are seriously interested in and exploring a bid for Minnesota Timberwolves' Glenn Taylor. Sources tell... Was there a comment there as well? Tane Brown. There we go. I I knew there was some more. Tane says, "Would be cool to see KG's group get the team. Kind of feels like a movie. Taylor retires KG's number, and then, and then uh, KG buys the team. Basically, Kevin Garnett buys the team. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. It would be kind of like a movie in a sense, as long as it doesn't end up being frustrating later on if he gets too crazy. But he's a good, you know. We'll see. As long as they can keep Kevin Garnett." Uh, to relax, you know, get him to relax a little bit. That'd be nice. Somebody laughed at the thought. Jeff Johnson locally, Edina, laughed at the thought of Aaron Afolo being a part of buying the team. But hey, uh, I know he doesn't. He doesn't have the money, but he's got guys that are worth ten billion dollars. That it. So it could happen. We'll see. Just keep him in Minnesota at this point. As long as Aaron Afolo and his group are good, honest people, and do a damn good job running the Timberwolves, then I'm happy. That's what I care about more than anything at this point. That I'm, that I'm very happy. I remember Christian Leitner was going to buy, the was it the Vancouver Grizzlies, which is what they were, or was it Memphis? He was he was working to buy a team as well, and then it never happened. Group of he had a group of people like where Christian Leitner, of all people would have been a, the head of a franchise. I think it was Memphis Grizzlies slash Vancouver Grizzlies sometime uh, along the way, years and years ago now. It couldn't have been Vancouver, no, because they moved to Memphis quite a while ago, didn't they? Yeah, Lehner was still playing because so it would have been Memphis if anything. Uh, I remember Jimmy Jam for, a, for like a half a second was a possibility too. Obviously with the of people like years ago back in 94 they just didn't have it. They were just like, they just gave up. They said, nah. It's just, you know, they're worth a lot of money but maybe not as much or maybe just too much bullcrap, you know, that type of thing. Because there's just so much bullcrap. You can't just walk in and say, I have $7 billion I'm going to buy the Timberwolves." It's not that easy. There's a lot of bullcrap to everything, so and we all know that. <laughs> there was just an off-season outlook with Jake Lehman and Canis Hoopus. A couple of likes. No real conversation, unfortunately. I don't think there's any uh, visitor posts. I'll check just in case. To be, You know, obviously it's... <laughs> you know, if, there's, if people take time to do a post, I better frickin' check, because that would not be very polite of me to do that. No... Where's the visitor posts? Don't you just hate that? Hmm. Okay. Oh, that's just my post, though. Where's the visitor posts? (laughs) That's goofy. I think maybe that's just in general. So that's just kind of how that goes. I guess that's it. There haven't been any recent visitor posts uh, that I believe. Sometimes Wayne posts some, and I just, you know, I love it so much. I would hate to miss it. Uh, I don't think There is. So apologize if uh, I'm missing anything. I don't think I am at this point. Yeah, the construction of this sometimes drives me crazy. There's that article from before June second. Time to sell the team, Glenn. Non-passive-aggressive Wolves fans. It's time to sell, Glenn. Looks like that was just a, a picture. Oh, there it is. This is a. It's another page. <laughs> it's at. It's time to sell, Glenn. Political organization. Well, you're getting your way. You're getting your way big time. And there it is. Whoa, sell the bleeping team, Glenn? Wow. (laughs) Well, it is what it is. And we'll see what happens. I mean, if something happens super quick, I'll come back on the air again, obviously. I mean, as the owner of your freaking team, you better come on the air and talk about it. Otherwise, I guess we're waiting for that draft lottery to figure out where we're drafting. Then we could really get an idea who we're really looking at. Uh, It was fun Researching the players, discussing them, and all that on the last episode, State of the Timberwolves, 2020. If you haven't jumped on that yet, please do. Please do. I mean, it's a it's a great show. I had a lot of fun doing that one, and discussing all those players. Obviously, that draft is a long ways to go from now. Maybe around Thanksgiving. You no, know, ho- hopefully before that, and we could get back to basketball sometime in December. After that, get back to Timberwolves basketball anyway, because I don't think we're going to play in any constellation bracket. Which you know, it's it's not worth it. Let's not get injured. Playing for some consolation bracket here. That type of situation. Let's just hope they play. We have a champion and there isn't too much of an asterisk next to that uh, championship. With that said, thank you guys so much for joining the show. Please tell your friends about it if you could. Call into the show if you can. There is uh just simply <laughs> use the uh, voice recording application that is on every smart device on the planet. Just click on it, hit record, treat it like a phone call, hit stop, email it to Paladino Live at Yahoo.com, Paladino Live at yahoo.com, you'll be on board in the fan interaction segment, or whatever it is, I mean, well, right, right now, the fan interaction segment was just kind of thrown in at the end of a single segment show, but you get the idea there, one way or another, you'll be on board with me, and it'll be great to hear from you, you can keep it to five minutes, you can go beyond, if you really have a whole, if, if you have a lot to say, it's fine, as long as it's not like three hours, which I'm sure nobody has the time to do that anyway, uh, but it'd be great to hear your voice, today, Braun, Vince Germano, Wayne Hunt, Stu Anybody, anybody, well, local Wolves fans, of course, Jeff Johnson, guys like that, anybody in Australia, New Zealand, love all you guys, please call in, that'd be great, even if it's a, even if it's just like a 30-second little quick thing, it is what it is, you're still part of the show, and it's just so, so greatly appreciated, greatly appreciated, Reese Padretti, Pumpa, yep. Unfortunately, he's a Warriors fan, but that's that's okay. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't hate the Warriors that much this year. I, I kind of liked the Warriors a little bit <laughs> until we blew like a huge lead to them, like we did in the past as well. Back in like twenty ten or something, or no, we just lost by like forty points in those Kurt Rambis days. Oh, oh, oh! oh. <laughs> the Warriors start winning championships, and we actually beat them once a year. Back in those days when the Warriors were just kind of getting going they beat us like 145 to like 100. It's like, wow. This is this is great. This is just great basketball, Kurt. Frickin' Rambus. Mr. Know-it-all. Mr. Know-nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. With that said, stay cool. I know it's hot and humid this weekend here in late July. I'm about to turn 41 years of age on July 29th. It's the 25th right now as I'm recording this. I'm going to publish it in a couple seconds, basically. I'm going to hit the lakes later today if it's not raining just to swim. I'm not doing anything else. I'm not drinking it up. I'm not, I just want to get in the water. That, that's all. That's all I want to do. That's all I care about on a day like this. That's it. With that said, take care everyone and we'll talk to you very soon.